0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Hindsightless. Honestly, without a doubt, the most sporadic podcast in the world. Where I talk mostly about stuff and also what's on in my mind, but mostly about role playing games and sometimes ice cream, because ice cream's pretty awesome. Hindsightless. So I'm back. I guess. (laughs) I I don't know. I do know one thing, though, that I'm no longer an anchorite. I woke up this morning to find that the name of the Anchor app on my phone had changed from Anchor to Podcasters. And I didn't update my phone. Nothing happened. This happened about a day or two after getting an email from Anchor saying, hey, we have great news. We're changing the name. We're now going to be called Podcasters by Spotify, which is A stupid fucking name. I hate it to pieces. I hate everything about it. But enough of that. (laughs) Enough of that. Let's talk about cool stuff. It's been about five weeks, I think, since I put out an episode. That's pretty crazy. Uh, I hope everybody out there has been doing okay. You know, so I I, I wanted to throw out an episode because it's been a while. I enjoy podcasting, but I've just been feeling kind of blah. You know, you know how it goes sometimes. And I just hadn't had the uh, the gumption to record. But I figured I'd, I'd hop on today and see how it goes. Um, normally, well, not normally. This is a off day for the Wrath of the Righteous campaign. So I have a free Saturday, which is cool. Um, and yeah, I guess we can start off talking about the Wrath of the Righteous campaign. We are still in Citadel Dresden, which is the finale of the second book of The Wrath of the Righteous Adventure Path. We are now into the dungeon, though. They've cleared the top level. They fought the main boss of the top level. And they just fought the sort of mini-boss of the dungeon, which is a fellow named Thurok Null. And when I was reading the adventure for the first time and i came across that name it just struck me i thought it was such such a cool name i was like holy crap this dude sounds awesome he's a vampire that sounds rad let me look at his stats it was garbage (laughs) his stats his build everything about him except his name and the fact that he was a vampire was absolutely fucking garbage i think he was like a cleric mixed with a rogue And this dude was supposed to fight a whole party by himself. And I was like, dude, this is stupid. (laughs) So I decided to rebuild him to make him better. Uh, I turned him into a monk. Uh, There's an archetype for monk called the Hungry Ghost monk. And in the class description for that archetype, it talks about how it's viewed as a type of vampirism. And I was like, huh it's viewed as a type of vampirism this dude's a vampire there's a monk in the party let's make this dude a monk so i made him a monk and i made him badass i kept him the same the same challenge level the same level and everything so i didn't you know i didn't buff him up or anything like that i just actually made a good character <laughs> a character that might be able to stand up for a little bit against an entire party uh, and he did, man. Thurok Nall was a badass. <laughs> he he made the party use a boatload of resources, a ton of mythic points, ate up a bunch of hit points. Uh, he was a savage, man. He eventually went down, but it was a tough, tough fight. For and for one guy, I mean, he had a couple little minions with him, but they didn't. They weren't good for much. Um, but. It was it was fun. I love Thuroknall. He's one of my favorite NPCs I've ever made. And I only got to play him, you know, kind of twice. I introduced him earlier on in Citadel Dresden. Um the party just came across him very quick. They tried to grab him. Uh he turned into mist and escaped. And then then this time where they fought him, uh And, yeah, it was awesome, you know? Like, I try and give the authentic version of the adventure path. I don't change too much. But every now and then, when I see a villain that's just terrible. (laughs) Just terrible, man. Like, granted, if Throcknall... The way he was originally built, if he was leading like an undead army or something, he would have been effective if he would have had a bunch of undead around him. But he didn't have any undead. So his clerical powers would not have helped anybody. And it was just, I was just like, why? What is this? So, yeah, I don't know. That's something fun. Um, I really, really enjoyed putting him together. And it's just monks in Pathfinder are really good they are very very cool they can deal out a boatload of damage they have a lot of things they're very fast they're they're just really really uh, it's a really good class in the early levels it's kind of harder you don't have a whole lot of hit points your armor class isn't that hard but if you can survive past the first few levels Monks are savage, like Jason's monk, Randor Savage Fist, who is a Tatori, is just savage, if he gets a hold of somebody, they're not going anywhere, you know, and I had to think about that when I was building Thurok Null, and that was one of the things when I saw he was a vampire, I was like, oh, cool, so even if he does get grabbed, boom, he can just turn to mist or turn into a bat and just get away from the grapple. Which definitely prolonged his life, um, and so yeah, we're we're closing in on the end of the second book. The party is making their way through the dungeons of Citadel Dresden, and yeah, at at the very end, in in the chamber, they basically came across Thoraknoll in his torture chamber. And on the map, I'd put a bunch of fake blood all over the place, and then I had fun putting the map together though no, nobody none of the players commented on all the cool blood that's that's okay that's all right <laughs> but there was a lever there was a lever to be pulled in that chamber, and i kept I kept bringing it up uh, you know it was on the map i I got a little icon of a lever and put it on the map, and I kept bringing it up bringing it up and bring it up and <clears throat> nobody wanted to pull it and at the end of the thurok fight we were closing in on the end of the session anyway plus the party was beat to shit and very low on resources um and i was like there's that lever <laughs> what do you guys think about that lever and nobody wanted to pull it nobody wanted to mess with it they were talking about you know, going back up to camp to sleep, to rest up, and come back down and finish it up the next day, the next session. And finally, I brought it up one last one last time, and Jules was finally like, okay, I'm pulling it. I guess she has a history of pulling levers in her game, so it was awesome. She pulled the lever, and, you know, as always, I'm giving crazy spoilers for Wrath of the Righteous, but who cares? <laughs> um she pulls the lever, which opens up another area in the dungeon, which is where um, which is where the the heretical succubus was being kept prisoner. So <clears throat> what does that even mean? A heretical succubus. I need to rewind a little bit. When they beat the boss of uh, the upper level of Citadel Dresden, who is a dwarf named Stanton Vane. Um, who is a very bad dude. The party had run into him a couple times. He is actually the one who betrayed Citadel Dresden all those years ago and basically surrendered Citadel Dresden to the demons. Um, but after defeating him, they came across his uh, his journals, his diaries, which is a collection of books detailing his whole life. And it talks about how those books are Stanton's only only legacy to be left in the world he has no friends he's got no children he's got no family he's got nothing he's got these books that tell the story of his life and in the books it talks about how down below there was a succubus in prison because she was a heretic she had gone against the demons and committed heresy uh and that she needed to be dealt with but then it also talked about how she escaped and how Stanton Vane was going to be in a lot of trouble because this heretical succubi succubus had escaped the prison uh and the big boss demons were gonna be super pissed at stanton but now he doesn't have to worry about that because the players killed him though now his soul is probably somewhere down in the abyss being tortured for all time by demons that's uh, that's kind of sad dude made some bad choices and has to pay for him forever (laughs) forever seems seems a bit of an over punishment there but you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> so the party finds the cell of this heretical demon where she had, uh, s- scraped into the stone wall, this very beautiful poem. And because of the, uh, because of the, the font of, it's a handout in the book, right? In the adventure path to give out to the players which then, you know, I can just take a screenshot of it, turn it into like a PDF and give it to the players. But because of the text, even zooming in on it, the font of it, I I couldn't read it. So I actually had no idea what it, what it actually said. So I posted up, I'm like, here's this poem. And Jules in her, you know, ever sweetness, just read it just boom nobody asked nobody did anything she just read it out loud and it was awesome that made me really happy because i hadn't heard it before um and it was all about how this demon had seen the light and she didn't want to be evil anymore and she just wished that the gods would give her the strength to basically turn away from this life of evil uh, it was a prayer to Desna, who is like the goddess of dreams and beauty. No, Shellen's the goddess of beauty. Desna's the goddess of like dreams and fate and stuff. I think. Um, and it was a really sweet little poem or little prayer that this heretical succubus had etched into the walls. And I told him in this in this cell. Uh, the essence of goodness has permeated this cell because in the rest of the dungeon, there are all these whispers that they can hear that are trying to drive the PCs insane. It just feels super evil down there, except in this cell and they could actually rest there and be safe and be calm. So that's where we ended that session. The players all sleeping in the, uh, former cell of the heretical succubus. And when they wake up, In the morning, next session, they're going to have to go. And there's a chance, though doubtful, there's a chance that the party might finish the second book next session. I doubt it, but it's possible. It's possible. So we'll see. We'll see where we get to. But it's been, you know, it's been over, it's been like a month over a year now, and we're still not done, but we should finish it soon. So it took us, you know, barely over a year playing every other week, plus we've missed some sessions, plus we only play for three hours, maybe a little bit longer every time, to finish two books of this adventure path. I don't think that's that bad, you know, if we were playing in person every week for like four, five, six hours, the way we did when we played in person, we'd probably be, you know through book three by now, I bet. Um, so yeah, man, I, I, I still love this adventure path. I think it's, it's the best adventure path I've read so far. You know, I've read a few of them. I haven't read all of the adventure paths by any stretch of the imaginations, but I've read enough of enough of them to kind of get a good idea. And this is definitely my favorite one, followed up by Carrion Crown. Except like I talked about in Carrying Crown. The end of book two in Carrying Crown ruins it. <laughs> it absolutely ruins it and kills all the badass momentum you had built up. With, with Wrath of the Righteous, yes, there is a, mega, a sort of mega dungeon at the end of book two. Just like in Carrying Crown. But all of book two of Wrath of the Righteous, that's building up to... Yes, we know we got to get to this citadel. We know we got to clear it out. And that's that's our end goal is clearing clearing out this citadel and making it safe and getting a foothold for the forces of good in the lands of the demons. Uh, and so it doesn't feel like it just puts a break on the momentum of the adventure because this is what it's all been leading to. In Carrion Crown, book two, you have this awesome adventure where you're trying to solve this mystery and gather all these clues and there's this awesome court trial that you can win or lose and it's friggin' awesome and then all of a sudden for no reason they're just like oh by the way you have to go through this giant crazy mega dungeon that's super deadly there's no reason to do it and it's just dumb so if i ever run carrion crown again i'm skipping that part completely though the third book of carrion crown doesn't excite me that much it's all about a werewolf like not uprising but there's there's trouble in the ranks of the werewolf hierarchy and stuff and i i I don't know that sounds yeah i guess But anyway, Wrath of the Righteous is awesome. I can't wait for book three. Book three seems like it's going to be a lot of fun. It's a lot more, I've mentioned it before, but it's a lot more wide open. Um, There will be a month or so of time passing between the end of book two and the start of book three. In game time, not out of game time, but in the world of Wrath of the Righteous, a month or so will have passed so the players will have time to do stuff if they want to craft anything uh if they want to retrain anything um yeah i i just can't wait for book 3 uh the the end of book 2 is going to be it's going to be fun cuz the the big bad at the end of the dungeon is a nasty a nasty character with some fun tricks up their sleeve and i i i'm excited I'm excited to bust out, uh, to bust them out, man. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. (laughs) It's going to be a good time. So yeah, that's, that's what I've been up to wrath of the righteous, uh, wise. We're closing in on the end of book two. And then other than that, um, been playing beyond the wall. Still that game is running. We're, four or five sessions deep into the campaign now. That campaign is every week, and it, it's great. <laughs> I love having a weekly campaign. I I, I I, greatly prefer it over every other week. I think we have missed a session of um, of Beyond the Wall, but it doesn't feel like that bad because you're only missing one week as opposed to like a month um, between sessions. So yeah, Beyond the Wall is amazing. the The party... Oh, God, they got so lucky last, last session. Their fighter wasn't there again. So it was just the two rogues and the wizard, uh, the the magic user, I should say. They're not called wizards, Who who decided to go out. They did some investigating, and they found out that the wolves that had been pestering the town and the party had come across... Several times they've been hearing about these wolves. they face off with some wolves. They found out that they were being led by a warg, which is a wolf who's been possessed by like an evil spirit, an intelligent evil spirit uh was now leading this wolf pack, and they were coming from the west um and so the party they went out into the wild, tracked down those wolves, and came across this old ruined watch tower where these wolves had denned up uh and this watchtower was a relic of the empire that used to rule all the lands around but that empire had died off like a thousand something years ago think like romans in the uk uh very similar vibe going on there so they 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 come across the watchtower at the beginning of the day and uh The party had actually hired some hirelings, two hirelings. Uh, They bought a cart and a mule, maybe two mules, I think, and spent some money because they gathered some treasure from the last session. So they actually spent some of their money. Uh, And so the party goes (laughs) like, I was like, okay, so it's the daytime. You guys see the tower. You see their wolf tracks coming in and out. What do you want to do? So they go investigate. One thing leads to another. I don't know what their plan was. I don't know what their plan really was, but they end up getting in this full out, knocked out, drag out fight with these four wolves that were sleeping in there. Now, granted the warg and some of the other pack weren't there at the time. Uh, so it was just four wolves versus the three PCs because they had left their hirelings back a couple hundred yards in like a copse of trees Uh, with the mules and everything, and oh god, they just got so lucky, (laughs) they got so lucky, so long story short, the party, after fighting, defeating, and running off the four wolves that they had come across, the warg shows up with a few more but basically, the party's now inside of the tower. There's only one door inside the tower that a wolf could go through. The party came in through an upper window in this broken tower. But as far as wolves can go, there's only one way in. And it's it's a door, so it can be held by one person. Um, and <laughs> so the warg isn't dumb enough to run in there uh by by herself and like start fighting them so she's outside taunting them cuz wargs can talk they're possessed by these evil spirits so she's like come out like who's in there just come out we'll be friends the party is like nah f that right so one of them one of the PCs takes a pot shot at the the warg from the window that i had just mentioned hits her does like solid damage and i was like oh shit okay No, that was the other wolf. Never mind. That's right. So with the warg, the party, like the two rogues had maybe two or three hit points each between the two of them. The magic user had probably about the same. And I was like, so what do you guys want to do? You know, what's what's the plan? And basically the party said, screw it. We're we're going to fight. And I was like, oh, shit. So the party gets the initiative. Uh, the two rogues go first. They both run out. They both hit the ward. They both do max damage, which is enough to bring her down in one fell swoop. Uh, and because of the wargs like powers and everything, once they defeated the ward, the rest of the wolves were like, oh shit, you're our new alpha now. You're our new wolf pack leader. So they all went down and like tucked their tails between their legs and were whimpering and stuff. And so now now the party has the services of four gray wolves. Uh, They're not the same as animal companions, right? They're not magically linked with the party. But if um, I think one of the rogues who's a young woodsman by trade. I think he's going to spend some time and try and work with the wolves to try and like make them more like guard dogs as opposed to just wild wolves that have an affinity towards the party. But yeah, man, Beyond the Wall is just amazing. I absolutely love it. Um I want weather to matter in this game, so uh Jason actually had a really good idea of finding like historical weather records for a region. So I did just that. I looked, uh, I did some internet searching around and I found, <laughs> I found a day by day, multi-year long weather report from the specific region I was looking for, uh, from a really awesome year And I'm just tickled pink, man. It makes me so... This site, it has everything for this region. From, you know, precipitation, cloud cover, phase of the moon, uh, wind speed, temperature. It's got literally any sort of atmospheric thing you can think of. It's in there. And it just pumps me up, man. It makes the world, to me at least, feel a little more real. And I, I think it's cooler than just like... A random weather generator, you know, where y- you can roll a rainstorm one day, a sunny day one day, a snowstorm the next day. I think this, it it feels more natural, right? Uh, and it's also from a really gray, <laughs> wet area of the world. Um, And we're in fall. We're now in October. Uh, so the weather's not great. It's not bad but it's not great. Um but yeah, beyond the wall it's a great system. I love it to pieces. It's fantastic. I think the players are having a fun time. It's fun to run. It's easy to run. It's easy to play. And yeah, we're just we're having an awesome time and I can't wait for the next session. Um so that's it, man. That that's kind of what I've been up to lately. Uh other than that, watching basketball, watching a lot of NBA. We're getting down towards playoff time. Um and yeah, I, uh, I think my Warriors aren't going to make the playoffs. <laughs> they're in like 6th place right now, which gets them in, but I they're they're not playing well. Uh they're not playing well at all, but uh, I just love the NBA at this time of year. It's awesome. Every game matters teams are just trying super hard. It's crazy. I love it. Um, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Oh, what else? I did. I got one night (laughs) I was surfing the web, messing around on Amazon. It was right after a payday. So I was a little flush, uh, with cash, just kind of messing around. I was like, you know what I need? I need an ice cream maker. So I bought myself an ice cream maker, sort of forgot about it. It showed up like a week later. I was like, holy crap, I have this ice cream maker now. And that's been a lot of fun, man. I've made a couple different batches sort of experimenting and stuff. The first batch I made was a coconut pineapple ice cream where I use like coconut milk and shredded coconut and pineapple. Uh, that was really tasty. I made a... Pumpkin pie ice cream with pumpkin pie spices and pumpkin puree and ginger snaps. I made just a chocolate ice cream with chocolate chips. And then I've made a like berry ice cream, like a vanilla ice cream base with uh, mixed berries. And that's been really good. So yeah, man, making ice cream is really fun. And this, I got a Cuisinart ice cream maker. It's super easy. It has two settings on and off. You just keep the bowl in the freezer till you're ready to use it. You mix up the recipe, dump it into the frozen bowl, put it on the machine, turn it on, come back 20, 25 minutes later, boom, you got some soft serve ice cream ready to go. If you want it a little harder than that, you could stick it in the freezer for an hour. And it's super fun. I love it. I never thought I'd be an ice cream maker, but it, it it's awesome. <laughs> It's awesome. I highly recommend it. I highly recommend everybody picking up an ice cream maker and just making some ice cream. Fun, easy, good times. You can make your, you tweak it and make your favorites kinds you don't really see all that much. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been up to for the past month: playing Beyond the Wall, playing Wrath of the Righteous, watching basketball, and making ice cream. When you put it like that, it's actually been a pretty good month. <laughs> If you would have asked me before I started recording, that was the last month. I would have been like, man, I kind of fucking sucked. Uh, But when I think about it, all the cool stuff, it's actually been a pretty fun month. So, you know, it's nice to be back on the mic. I've been rambling now for, I don't know, 20 minutes or so nonstop. That's pretty fun. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to get out of here. This is a very low-tech episode. No calls, no breaks, no nothing. Just boom, let's do it. That's the best way for me to get back on the mic. I will talk to you all. Sometime in the future, hopefully soon, but you never know. Maybe another month will pass. Hopefully not. I've missed you all. I've missed being back on the mic, or I've missed being on the mic. It's nice to be back on it. I hope everybody out there has had a good month. It's, it's trying times out there in the world right now. 2023, early 2023 is it's, it's not great. It's not great, but, you know, we do what we can. And that's all we can do. So I hope you're well. I hope you're taking care of yourself. I hope you're taking care of somebody else. And yeah, I think you're all awesome. So until next time, everybody, peace out.